Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, we're back in the studio here with Julian Hester of What's In My Head Podcast. What's up, man? Not much, brother, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. This is like a peek behind the curtain. We've been uh, working on getting getting this recorded for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so. we have, man. Life can throw some challenges and some obstacles in your way, and you can either jump over them or you can fall flat on your face. And luckily, we both jumped over those hurdles. That's right, man. You just got to work right past it. <laughs> I um. And man, Joe Dirt, keep it on. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to have you on, man, for sure. It, it, you know, we're talking a little bit before we started recording and it's just like, it's so huge to have, you know, these things that are part of our lives, shows, music, those are the things I always talk about. Um, and to be able to like focus on those things or maybe talk to people that have created those things is such a huge thing. So whenever I found your show, I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Like, you've got a lot of great interviews. So maybe for someone, you know, listening to my show that hasn't checked your show out or hasn't heard of it, can you talk a little bit about what you do? Yeah, man, I just go out and find people that elicited some kind of feeling from my childhood, whether it be a TV show, a comic book. Uh, you know, I branched out to some movies here and there, mainly just the Ninja Turtle type of stuff. But that's how it started. It started with the Ninja Turtles, and then it kind of meandered my way through i like cartoons i like comic books i like more than just ninja turtles and batman so let's try to figure out what that stuff is and the blessing i guess to say that in air quotes for covid was everybody was home and everybody would want to be narcissistic and want to talk to me you know so i was like <laughs> cool man i'll just sit there, I'll buy a little 40 dollar mic and uh, i'll talk to the people that created my childhood so i mean that's pretty much what i do man i just sit there i talk shit i talk cartoons yeah man it's been pretty cool it was pretty cool like people's willingness to be able to just shoot the shit and like catch up and it was such a strange it's gonna go down as a real strange moment in human history of like there's this like little stretch that everyone stayed at home for several months like that was so insane but yeah it really was man and looking back on it now i don't think i took advantage of it enough because there's two things that i tried out because I, I told you before we started i cook for a living I do this shit for fun. And uh, when we get sent home and you cook for a living, you got a lot of shit to say. And, you know, being a creative person in a kitchen, it's very hard to go home and do absolutely nothing. So I started a little food thing. And then that led into a, oh, fuck, I like talking to people. I like being in front of a, of a, a camera, right? Facebook Live and shit. Uh, so I wanted to see, oh, man, I was watching a movie. I want to talk to these people too, man. So it kind of led into this to led into that. And I mean, it's a blessing in a sense that I've found something that I really enjoy to do. And that's just talking about a microphone. Yeah, for sure, man. That's kind of the, I, I like how you approach your show because it's like, I don't ever feel like necessarily boxed in, but I do feel like I kind of hyper-focus on things. And the way you do yours is really cool because it's just like, it could be anything that comes up, man. Like we talk about anything about uh, with anyone so I think that's really uh, a novel approach and just like a fun way to approach uh, those conversations yeah it's really fun too man because you get to really because you can go on YouTube and you can literally find any interview with any of these guys and gals that I've had on and it's the same fucking same three four questions who's your I favorite know. character what was your favorite uh, what was your experience and I tell everybody whenever I do the little pre-interview thing, I was like, man, I want to know everything about what you've done. But if you also got a haircut by a dude that pretends to be a pirate on Tuesdays and has a bird on his shoulder, I want to know <laughs> just as much about that experience as I do anything else that you've worked on, man. So it's, it kind of breaks the ice. And, and it's weird because I've had people. I've had people on and Linda Semensky being one of them, I guess I just had on her episode just launched uh, or released last week. And she was the executive for from I think 96 is when she got to Cartoon Network all the way to 2008, 2009, right before Ed, Ed and Eddie wrapped up. So she touched everything from Dexter's Lab to Powerpuff Girls uh, to Samurai Jack, to just anything in that time frame. She was the executive in charge during that time. And she told me, she's like, I've been listening to your show since I came on it two years ago. And then she's like, I've known these people for 30 years and I've never heard some of the stories that they tell you. It's like, I'm a psychologist. You know, I sit there, they come in and yeah. tell me their, their secrets. I guess I got a very easy, I got an ugly face, but a very easy personality to really talk shit and have a good time. So. Yeah, that's what, I think every person that hosts a podcast has had that, that they just like, 
man, I'm already shooting the shit anyway, just chilling, like talking, like whatever. So it's like, why don't we just record it now? Like that, that was kind of the whole genesis of my show too. It was just like a, I was interested in a couple things and I wanted to talk to people about them. But I do, I do like to hear about, um, when I talk to people, especially, you know, um, people that I haven't really, um, gotten to know very well. Uh, I do like to hear about the things from when you were growing up. So can you talk about what, what was, uh, what, like, what cartoons do you remember from when you were growing up that really stick out to you that were like the ones that were like, yeah, that's my shit. Oh man. So my earliest memories, uh, just a uh, Batman, of course, Batman, the animated series. But like, I remember waking up, uh, I don't know if you can see him. Is this video and, and, and audio or is it just audio? audio? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So I, I just want to explain if it was just audio. Cause I know I listened to it on Spotify. I just didn't know if it was on YouTube yet. It was a free plug for you, Harold. You fucking missed the mark there. Man. <laughs> like, yeah, we're on. <laughs> no, but, uh, so Eddie and Eddie sticks out uh, pretty big. And the reason I pointed back there and asked that question is because I got the plushy plank back there. Uh, that one in particular sticks out because I remember when that show first started airing, I had that I've told this story a few times on my show, but I had this bird. His name was Nacho. He was a cockatiel, right? And uh, every day he would wake up with me. You know, you put a little blanket over him at the end of the night and, you know, it tells him to go to sleep. It's supposed to simulate the sun going down. So every morning I would get up uh, going to school and shit. So for a year straight going to school, I would turn on the TV at like five 30 in the morning. Speed racer was usually on at that point in time. And then right at six o'clock edit and Eddie would show on. And I don't know if you remember that show or you remember the, uh, the theme song, but it would start yeah. and it would go into this huge whistle. Right. So my bird over the course of, I think it was like my sixth into seventh grade year learned that theme oh song. Oh my God. So imagine, Imagine you are finished with the sixth grade. All you want to do is sleep in for seventh grade summer, right? And this little bastard is 601 <laughs> in the morning. It's conditioned. You know, so he would he would do that. So that one, that one's got a special place in my heart because that was one of my favorite animals I've ever had in my life. Nacho. Uh, like I said, he's a little little cool ass cockatiel, man. Uh, I, I saw him in the I saw him in the pet store and he was swinging upside down and all these birds were hand fed. I was like, I want that one, right? So I took him home. He learned that and then he he ended up flying away because my little brother was an asshole and let him out. Damn. Not on purpose, little kids, you know, shit happens, but you know, he got away. So there's a bird out there that knows the entire edit and any theme song. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> but you know so that's how it kind of got started man and then dexter's lab i was a huge fan of uh you know i love samurai jack but i've said this so many times that i could not appreciated samurai jack as much as i appreciate it now i mean it was there was so much shit there was so much beauty behind that show and then looking at it and i'm just like fuck man i wish i could go back to my 12 year old self and say you don't know shit wait till you get older and you watch the show again so those were a couple of shows that are really grew up and enjoyed looking forward to yeah man samurai jack especially is one that watching it back like you're saying like later i remember watching it and being like oh man like i haven't heard a single line of dialogue this whole episode but i've been like yeah. invested the entire time just completely uh, visually and um yeah and and with like the music and the the soundtrack and the um the uh, sound effects and stuff that really added to like the whole vibe of the show and just carried it it was insane not to mention they had um um uh, what's the guy's name that did jack's voice again um oh phil Lamar. phil Lamar. yeah he uh the that was just like funny too to have him like a great voice actor and it's like kind of grossly underutilized but like it they they did as much as they needed to i think in every um part as far as like um, having him talk or having him interact. Um, yeah, it's just a great show. That holds up still, like, watching it years later. I'm like, man, this still slaps. That w <laughs> It slaps, as the kids say, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we actually, so we just had our, not we, uh, my wife just had our second child last July, July 1st, right? So during, uh, you, do you have kids? You're a young-looking cat. I, you look like you're well, I got, you got, I got one on the way, December He'll be here. Oh, so. congratulations, man. You know, it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> it's a boy. 
You gonna name it Julian? That's a great name. I mean, Harold Jr. wouldn't be too bad either. But what's the name you got to pick out? That was on the short list for sure. <laughs> yeah. There is. Uh, I tried to name uh, when we were looking for names for my for my second kid or for our second kid. Excuse me. Uh, I was. Try- I'm a big wrestling fan, so I tried getting uh, three letter H's so I could get a triple H. Out oh of it. my fucking and god! Well, that's genius. My wife said, absolutely fucking not. So I was like, all right, so I'm just throwing shit out there. I was like, I really want a wrestler's name in here. Who can I get? Who did I like growing up? And I was a huge Owen Hart fan. So his name is Cooper Owen, and he was named Owen after uh, after after Owen Hart. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fun. And you said this is your first one? Yep, that's the first one. I'm excited and scared in equal parts, I think. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to be, man. Don't listen to anybody. I mean, listen to people, but don't. Nobody knows how to be a parent. I was fucking 19 when we had our first son. Wow. Right? We have two boys. I was 19. I was in the military. I was in the Navy for a little while. So we're in Washington State. And then my grandfather just passed away. Right. So three hours before my son was born, my grandfather passed away. And this is the most at that time was the, probably the most significant death that I've ever had because before then it was my granny and I was like seven. So I didn't really know what death was at 19. You've got this false sense of like, I don't want to say it's false sense of security, but you got this, this blanket on you. Like nothing can touch you. You're immortal, right? When you're younger and then people start dying, like your parents or your grandparents. Right. So my grandfather dies and I, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was so fucked up in the head. Like I was angry. I was mad. I was sad. And then it kind of pushed the wife into, I guess, she had been having contractions that day. Um, and we luckily, we live right next to the, uh, to the Naval Hospital. So we go over there and they send us home. And we go back and then she's having contractions. So we go back and they're like, no, she's not ready yet. So we send her, she said, they send us home again. Third time we go over there and it's close, right? I'm like, look, man, uh, we need help. I, I don't know what my mom's in West Virginia. I'm in Washington state. I don't even know where my dad's at. Uh, my sister's in Florida. I, I, I have nobody here. And then I threatened them with violence. I said, if you send me home and I have to deliver this baby, I was like, I've got a very weak stomach. I puke if somebody else pukes, right? I'm a community puker. I was like, <laughs> if I have to go home, deliver, deliver this baby, I'm going to come back here and fuck you up. And he was like, well, you're an E1. You really shouldn't be talking to an officer like that. I was like, I don't care, man. Just help me help you. I'm like, well, she's not ready, but we'll admit her. 47 minutes to the dot after they admitted her and put the gown on her, that baby was delivered. That's insane. Right? So it is insane, right? And then I'm literally sitting there with the kid in my hand, right? And I was like, he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And I don't know what the fuck can do. I've never held a baby. I'm looking at him like, man, I re- you're fragile as fuck, dude. He's just sitting there like a loaf of bread looking up at me. <laughs> I'm looking down at him. Doctors are all coming in and shit. And then uh, I got so lucky because the nurse that was there that helped deliver the baby was the wife of my coworker at my first command. And she had been working with babies for years. So she knew exactly what to do. And then I see all these doctors come in and they're talking, oh, we can't stop the bleeding. We can't stop the bleeding. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What do you mean you can't stop the bleeding? I'm freaking the fuck out, right? I got this baby in my hand. And she's like, it's normal, it's normal. And I'm, I'm six foot two. I look small because I'm sitting in the chair, but I'm six foot two. And there's this little Filipino lady. She's probably five foot six, maybe with heels, right? So she's trying to push my fat ass out the door. And she's like, you're okay. It's going to be she's sitting there she goes and gets me a coke from the vending machine and she sits down and then like 20 minutes later we can go back in and see the wife and all that other stuff it is fucking terrifying the first i want to say two days all i ate was pepto-bismol and ginger ale so be prepared get yourself some pepto-bismol and ginger ale it's gonna be rough and then for the, for the second kid, it was 60 straight hours of not sleeping because I was paranoid. I was, wor- I was worried about the kids, the people coming in. And I just read a story about somebody snatching a baby from a hospital, you know, Jeez. so it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's crazy what goes through your head once you become a parent, because you look at that little baby and you're like nothing else besides you and your wife matters anymore. So I'm very happy. It's a long winded way of saying I'm very happy and I'm very excited for you, man. Yeah. I'm stoked. I am. Um... I have never been a person that would act like I knew something that I didn't know. So I know I'm going into this not knowing anything. So everyone that I know in my life that has kids, I've been asking them, 
what's something you would have known wanted to know before you had kids that's like helpful to know like for me and so i have like this running notes thing in my phone that's a dad i call it dad vice but um i just yeah. been like every time someone tells me something i'm like oh okay cool let me throw that in my phone so i just put that in my phone to remember well, pepto-bismol and ginger ale <laughs> just know you are going just know you're going to make a mistake just know you're not going to sleep. Just know every kid is different. So what works for me and what works for your friends might not work for you. It might work for you. It might be a 50-50 thing where half of what they say works and half of what they say is just complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> it's literally the luck of the brain. The best thing to do, though, that I've noticed is uh, in your state, does your wife get, uh, what is it called, maternity, maternity leave? Yeah. Does she yeah. get that? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So any chance you can take the baby away from her and say, hey, go take a bath or hey, go take a nap, go do whatever okay. it is you can do. And that'll be beneficial for her. That'll help you help you and then or help you help her. And you get brownie points. So that's a good <laughs> thing to me. Uh, you know, like I said, you're going to make mistakes. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, the baby is going to get sick. The baby's going to be healthy. The baby's going to sneeze. The baby's going to cough. The baby's not going to sleep at all. The baby will eat one thing one day and he'll fucking absolutely hate the, ne- the same thing the next day. So it's like I said, it's fun. It's stressful as shit. Um, but at the end of the day, it's one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever done. And as corny as that sounds, it's just really cool to be a dad. No, yeah, I'm stoked for sure. I've been keeping the dad jokes on lock for years. So now I'm like, well, now it's appropriate yeah. for me to make them. So. And you got to get yourself some new balances and some sharpening yeah. dad jokes. <laughs> get the grill going with my new balances on. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. And if you if you use, if you use the tongs, man, you got to make sure you clack them and rack them a couple times. That's the so, boys. Yeah. Click these boys, make sure they're working. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so is there anything you've been watching lately, man, that you've been super into or like impressed with anything new? So I am not the biggest anime fan. However, there's some animes that I love. And then uh, during COVID, uh, the, my my tech guy that does all my editing for like the video stuff and makes all the thumbnails and stuff, his name is Larry. And uh, he's huge in anime. And my, my oldest son hijacks my best friend as soon as he comes over because my youngest son or my oldest son loves anime. And my buddy Larry, he loves anime. So Larry will come over and hang out with me. And then... Like my kid will ask him a question about anime and then I just look up and they're over there by the table. They've been talking anime for like the last hour and 15 minutes. I'm like, when do I get my <laughs> friend back? Right. So during COVID, I, I found My Hero Academia and I fell in love with it. And then my, my buddy Larry was over and he was like, oh, man, My Hero. He's like, I haven't seen an episode. What you really need to be watching is Attack on Titan. I was like, you know what, Larry? I tell you what, I'll trade you one episode for one episode of My Hero and I'll watch one episode of Attack on Titan. So he's like, all right, cool. So I got super duper barbecued, right? I had a, two joints and I had an edible, just a little bit edible, only about 10 milligrams, right? But it hit really, really hard for some reason. So I don't know which one it was, but I'm sitting there and I watched this episode and I got super paranoid of Attack on Titan, the first episode. And I put it away, right? I was like, I can't, I can't, this is terrifying, right? This is some shit that might happen one day. This is just all that bullshit going on with the weed and the paranoia. So my buddy, Larry, like a couple, like, I want to say a week later, he sends me a text. He's like, well, that was a good show. I'm like, you watched that one episode. He's like, no, I watched the entire series. I'm like, dude, it's been seven fucking days. What do you wow. mean you watched the entire series? That's he's insane. Like, I don't have a kid. He's like, I don't have a kid. I don't have a wife. I'm working from home. So he's like, I just put it on. And then I pretend to answer emails because he's a tech guy. He's like, I pretend to answer emails. And then it just, they don't ever check in on me. So I just sit here and watch TV all day. I was like, fuck. That's why I need that kind of. Yeah. So he watched the entire series and he's like, well, what do you think of that first episode? And I was, I lied. I was like, oh man, it's fucking great. I can't wait to watch more flash forward two years. <laughs> I still hadn't watched it. And then my son had tried to bring the demons. Yeah. My son, I just watched that one episode. I traded the one for one. I did what he asked me to, but my son was watching demon slayer and I tried watching it with him. I just couldn't get into it, man. It was just like, it was weird. It was out there for me. Um, and then I just happened to put on attack on Titan. I'm like, man, let's watch this show. Larry said, this show is really, really good. And I got hooked. And then we just finished, uh, cause I'm a dub guy. I love the voice actors, uh, for the American side, for the English side, excuse me. Um, so I follow those, those guys. Plus, you know, having a, uh, having a 12 year old, he can read really well, but just trying to keep up and me not having to pause it every 30 seconds to say what happened. Um, but 
you know, long story short, man, Attack on Titan is what we just finished for uh, season four, part one. So I'm just waiting on part two to come out. Sick. Yeah, I need to catch up on that one too. I think I watched the first season, but my nephew of all that, it's like a funny thing. Like the, these kids know what's going on, man, because my nephew is like, I think he's 12 now. He'll be 13 or he's 13. He'll be 14 in August. And, um, I didn't even know he liked anime. And then he came over and we're, he was like, have you watched Attack on Titan? I was like, have you? <laughs> like, And he had watched all of it and was waiting for the new series to come out. And I'm just like, that's insane. So I told him I would get back on it too because it was like one of those things like a while back I watched um, one season of it and just kind of never went back. I'm kind of, I'm a little bit like that. Like I'll watch like a good chunk of something and then not that I didn't like it or for any reason in particular, but it's just like I just, put that thing down and go watch other stuff. And then eventually I get back to it usually, but it's like, it's just funny. Like it'll be years in between me watching the first and second season of shows. Like I'm bad about that, man. Oh, it's so good. Like I, I have gotten like so invested in these characters. Like I'm watching the show and did you ever watch my hero? Yo, yeah. I watched uh, the first couple of seasons of my hero for sure. I fall behind pretty easy, but man, that first season I blasted through it. Dude, uh, so fucking Bakugo was always my like him. I loved uh, Aizawa, which was Eraserhead. Yeah, I loved Endeavor. There's some characters I loved, right? Uh, but my favorite, my favorite character, and what got me into anime back in the day, it was what also got me out of anime was Dragon Ball Z. Uh, like most kids, my how old are you, anyways? Like 27, 28? Me, I'm 31. Fuck, man, I was way off there. You're only a year younger than me, man. Well, two years because <laughs> I'll be 33 in August. Um, you, you got a young looking face is what I'm getting at Harold. Uh, but, uh, so watching Dragon Ball Z, I was told all the time, that, like, Hey man, that's not real anime. You don't know what real anime is. Dragon Ball Z is a real anime. Those real like anime nerds. And I say that with all due love and respect anime nerds. Um, but there's some real people out there that go deep cuts and just Dragon Ball Z isn't real. It's not a real anime. So I was like, well, fuck, if this isn't real anime, I don't know what is. You guys are watching some weird tentacle bullshit. I don't want to watch that. That's that too strange for me. Right? So I had sworn off of anime, but what got me into the anime was Dra- and Dragon Ball Z was uh, Piccolo, right? The, the voice actor, Chris Sabat, right? That dude got me into it. And then I'm just, I had it on during COVID, like right at the height of COVID. My son and I were looking for something to watch and my hero just started playing after an episode of something we watched. And then I hear the voice and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Piccolo. So I sat down and I was, I was hook, line and sinker ever <laughs> since then. And then there's the, I think it's in season two or three, but when... Um, I don't know if you remember or if you've gotten that far, but where All Might is fighting all for one. And then it's like the last fight after he loses his powers. And I'm hoping you've seen this because I just spoiled the part, but it's in the it's in the first season that he's going to lose his power anyways. Um, but his flame gets extinguished, right? So you see him losing. You see him giving everything of what a hero should be, right? And I'm so fucking invested. I'm sitting on the couch and my wife is home for lunch because she was the only person that worked at her store during COVID when the store was open. So she was the only one running the store. So she's sitting there. She's eating lunch with me. And I've literally got my hands for the listeners. I've got my hands on the back of my head. I'm fucking stressed. I'm looking. I'm like, please. And he's not even my favorite Ooh. character. He's just my favorite. Voice. I was like, please don't die. Please. I'm, I'm literally tearing up. Like I got goosebumps right now. I'm tearing up watching this. I'm like, please don't fucking die. And my wife looks at me and she's like, you do realize this is fake. right?" <laughs> and I was like, I don't need any of your, I don't need any of your negative energy right now. I need you to be positive. I need you to be realistic. And she's like, but it's fake. So I can't be realistic. I'm like, listen, please. We need to pray. We're not playing, praying people, but we need to pray for this guy. And she was like, <laughs> I'm going to go back to work. So, you know, long story short, I keep saying that fucking term. I hate that term, but, uh, you know, he loses his powers and then, you know, it's, it's all on Deku now at this point. But that show sucked me in so fucking hard because of the emotion, the, the character stories, the heart, everything about that show was so fun. And that, like I said, that opened up the door for shows like Attack on Titan my son's trying to get me to watch this uh jujitsu kaisen i think is what oh, it's called my nephew uh, said the same that... thing he was like you got to get on this show next i was like all right well you know where that that anime started right because that's what this generation like my your nephew and my son's generation they're all anime kids Not, most of them don't watch the traditional uh you know american style animation that we grew up with or we watch now um and and i found out when i was talking i can't remember who it was um but it might have been on my show or it might have been on another show i listened to but 
this guy was like, it all started when Naruto went to Netflix. So for the last two years, these kids have been introduced to Naruto, probably about the same age that we were introduced at Naruto when we were growing up. But now they've got all of the streaming and anime has had such a huge impact on old school animators. And I hate saying old school because it's only like 20, 30 years old school. Um, but those style of animators, so you've seen the influence in their work. And now you're seeing this entire generation of growing up and being able to get anime at the fingertips. Right. And it's just caused this rabid fan base. And like I said, my son and all of his friends, that's all they watch. They don't watch any of my cartoons are like fuck those are old those are dad's cartoons put those in the back <laughs> with the looney tunes and we want to watch anime no for real man yeah it was access was like limiting back in the day for anime so a lot of people i think that was maybe why it was a little bit more fringe like you'd have to go like suncoast and see what they had in their weird section but um there, there i go there, i aged myself there talking about suncoast so rest in peace did you have a did you have an fye by you we did have one, yeah. We got one left here in the state of Florida. Wow. So I like to go to every place I get, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, we have like CDR, and I don't think there's any FYEs here anymore. But, yeah, now it's just like, um, what's it? Uh, vintage stock is like the big thing now. Yeah. Now, we had, uh, we had Blockbuster. I grew up in Blockbuster, and that was something we looked forward to every Friday. Because I had grown up with a younger brother and younger sister, I would get to pick a movie and then my younger brother and younger sister would get to pick a movie. So like I got to pick a movie twice a month because there's only three of us and they just sucked because they were younger. Um, but I would always pick something really, really fun and they would pick the same movie every single time a blockbuster. It used to be Land Before Time. Right. Land before time. I watched so many times as a kid and I just had uh, I just had an animator that worked on the land before time. And I looked and I'm like, John, please don't take this the wrong way, man. But I was after seeing land before time, maybe a hundred times as a kid, I was happy that the dinosaurs were extinct. I was like, I was so <laughs> proud of a meteorite smashing into our planet and taking out little. And he looked at me like I was I was kind of being serious, but I kind of was, I was just joking. I was trying to. You know, I was trying to lighten the mood and stuff because the interview kind of started out real weird. Uh, he got there 15 minutes late. I didn't send the email, but I sent an email previously. So it was my fault at the end of the day. So the, the interview started off kind of rough. So I was trying to shuck and jive, you know, win the interview back, get him to laugh and get him to smile. And then I was like, oh, shit, I might have, I might have, shit, I might have fucked this one up. So I just making a joke and I was like, no, no, I mean, I didn't really mean that, you know? So it was, uh, it was weird, but I told him that story and I was like, dude, I don't know what it was. It was either the weed or it was me getting older, but seeing the land before time now with my son and then seeing scenes like Littlefoot's mom dying, I was like, fuck, dude, that hit me so hard because I've, I'm going through this stage of my life now where I've got FOMO and I'm on the fear of missing out with my sons, right? Just, you know, we lost my step, or not my stepfather, excuse me, we lost my father-in-law a couple months ago. So it's like seeing him die so young. I mean, he's only 61. I mean, it's still really young. I mean, it's old, but it's really young. But seeing him pass away and then like seeing everything he's missing now, it fucking sucks, man, because my youngest is getting ready to turn one. His only son, uh, by the time this comes out, they'll have already announced it, but they just announced that they're pregnant with his first kid, right? So getting to experience that without him, it's just fucking sucked. And then seeing that scene and then watching all dogs go to heaven, like three hours after I put down my 13 year old pit mix, Ugh. it was just like, fuck dude, are these things just really, really good at pulling on your heartstrings? Am I old? Am I a pussy? Is it the weed? What is it? <laughs> and then I found out it might be just a collection of all four of those things, right? So, uh, you know, I don't even know how we got to this topic, but I'm glad we're talking about yeah. it. No, Don Bluth had like a big, I mean, that was like his whole thing was like, it seemed like he wanted to make kids shows that would make your ass cry, man, every time. So yes. Land Before Time was a big one. It's a tough one. I have a couple friends that have lost their moms and that's like, that movie is tough for them for sure but it's just like those are the things modern day that, bambi those yeah exactly man those are like the things that endear a show because they're so relatable they're like an experience that not everyone has you know eventually yeah. they will but not everyone's has lost their mom like that or something and like so for that to happen like it just hits so different and you feel it in such a way that's just I don't know. It it, make, it makes it it makes it just that more impactful, I guess. Like that's just always been 
something that I loved about animation, like that medium. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like that's that's what I love. Same thing. I love that when you can take something that's two dimensional, you know, with modern animation now, it's three dimensional. But when you can take something that's one, it's fake. Like my wife said, it's fake. It's pointless. Nothing that goes on in the screen is consequential to your life. Nothing about this is going to change other than you're going to be a fan of it or you won't be a fan of it. Right. But it has no outcome on what you do or what happens in your life. But somehow they grab you. You know, they grab you with a character, they grab you with a line, they grab you with the way the character moves or talks or what he does or how he conducts his business. Somehow they reach into your chest and they pull on them heartstrings a couple of times. You're just like, dude, fuck, right? You, you can get this with live action, but there's so many things that they can't do with live action. That they can do with animation, right? They can do anything, anything you can think of they've already done or they're in the process of doing within animation. Like jumping just ahead for a second. Did you watch Invincible a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that train sequence on that first season, I think I can't remember. I've been probably the last episode. I still go back and watch that that scene at least once or twice a month. Watching that, that is not only the craziest thing I've ever seen in, when it comes to animation, but it's like one of the craziest things I've seen in anything animation live action i'm just sitting there watching I'm like holy fuck and it was i don't i don't like gore and all that other shit but seeing that like seeing what i grew up on and then seeing this i'm like dude the game's done changed yeah. man and these kids these days are fucking crushing it man yeah no pun intended because a lot of people died on that train and a lot of people's heads were crushed but that was a fucking phenomenal show and like i said just to see where it's come from like tugging on your star heartstrings like like uh littlefoot's mom to seeing mark get his head bashed in by omni man you're just like what the yeah. fuck man this is a great medium it is man invincible is a crazy example of a show that i was like kind of on the fence about watching but then I was so glad about watching it because I was just like, I don't know, you go in and you shouldn't expect anything because it just, that first episode was so fucking good. And you're like watching mm -hmm. it, you're like, yeah, this is like a regular kind of superhero show. And then the end, whenever Omni-Man kills everyone, you're like, what the fuck? It's so yeah. crazy, man. I love that show. J.K. Simmons killed that role for sure. Dude, he needs to play. Every, like not only does he have probably the best mustache of all time there's no comparison burt reynolds i'm sorry uh jk simmons and that mustache is legendary so yeah. just him like he embodied that entire like you look at him you're like jk simmons could be that because he's buff as shit you saw a big he got for batman he yeah. was lifting weights taking all the steroids and then he's juicy as shit man and you look at him like fuck dude, he could play omni man in real life that was a phenomenal, like I said, phenomenal show, man. What was you got a favorite episode or a favorite scene from from the series? Um, man, I'm trying to think back to some of the moments I really liked. Um, I was a big fan of the guy that made the costumes. That guy was pretty cool. Like, yeah, um, I like that whole kind of um, story there. And then there was an episode wherever they go to the college. Um, mm -hmm. I w I like that episode. That was pretty cool. Like that was a fun one for me. Um, I need to rewatch it. Are they doing a shit. second season of it? Yeah, I was actually trying to get their entire um, their entire studio because I, I had almost all the guys for AKA, which was the studio that put on Edit and Eddie. Um, so I wanted to do the same thing for the people that put on Invincible, but they're knee deep in production right now, so it's not a real good time. Um, but yeah, they're working on season two and apparently uh, I've, I saw a story. This isn't coming from them and it's not substantiated by any by any stretch of the imagination. But I saw an article and it was on a bullshit website, I'm sure. Uh, but they said they were going to run two and three like they're working on both simultaneously. I don't know how true oh, that shit. is. It was just an article I saw. So, I mean, with with how Stranger Things was just released uh, what, two weeks ago, last uh -huh. week, whatever it was, and they're doing the second part for this past season um on july 1st so um you know i i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they're working both at the same time that's for sure yeah and what they like they did all the like yeah lord of the rings they shot all those at the same time so it wouldn't be uh too that's too insane to kind of 
think that maybe they've done a production like that. And so it's such a different medium too. I don't, yeah, either way, man, I'm just stoked to see a new season of that because it was just such like a novel approach to su- the superhero trope. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like the boys, but animated. That's exactly what I kept telling people whenever I wanted them to check it out. Um, yeah. Cause a, a, a lot of them had watched like the boys or like knew what the boys was. So I'd be like, that's, it's that show, that exact show. But if it was animated for sure. Um, you know what the most uncomfortable scene I've seen in the last three years was when that chick rapes the fake Aquaman. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, the, the tide or the deep. no, his name was the deep. But when she was like fucking yeah. just finger banging the hell out of his crazy. gills, I'm just sitting there watching. It was hurting my stomach, and it was probably because I was eating filet of fish sandwich at the time. <laughs> but it fucking hurt. And speaking of. <laughs> This is why my podcast is called the What's in My Head podcast, because one, I don't ever know where it's going to go. And there's always shit that's just rattling around up there. Right. So I was in an aquarium yesterday down in Tampa, Florida, and I walk into the little cafeteria. So you expect chicken tenders and chicken nuggets and, you know, all that type of shit. And I happen to look over and they've got fish on the menu in an aquarium. It's more now. It really is because you wonder. Where did they get these fish sticks from? <laughs> it's locally sourced. Oh. <laughs> it really is. But here's another thing. I started thinking about this awesome, awesome fucking, you could get on the ground floor right now, Harold. So picture this, right? You ever been on a lazy river at the water parks? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that concept, right? So imagine a lazy river. And have you ever been to like a SeaWorld, an aquarium where you stand on the conveyor belt and it takes you underneath the tunnel and you can see all of the sea, sea life above you? Yeah, we have a. You ever done something like? We have one. It's not. There's not a conveyor, but there's like this little. Um, in in Tulsa, up up a ways from where I'm at, um, there's an aquarium. I think it's Jinx, actually, a, a different town. Anyway, there's like a tunnel where you can walk through, and it's specifically where the sharks are, and it's pretty sick. Yeah. So, so like I said, there's this concept, man. You got a lazy river, right? So it's like Jaws, but more scary, I guess. And you're sitting in this. <laughs> And you're going underneath and all you're looking up is all of the sea life. So it looks like finding Nemo, right? Bunch of sharks, bunch of whales. I think it'd be a fucking fun way to do an aquarium. You wouldn't learn shit because you're going to get drunk. You're going to get passed out. And I think the only thing where you're supposed to sell at something like this is fish sticks. I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, you know, business venture. Somebody wants to buy into this. Um, I don't want to fund it. That just sounds like it's. <laughs> I'm the idea guy. And then I'm the idea guy. Yeah, yeah I'm just the idea. I just throw, <laughs> I just throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. Somebody else can run with it. Just cut. I'll take ten percent. I don't even have to have fifty. Just ten percent, man. A nominal finder's when fee. Yeah, when are you starting it, Harold? I need the. Yeah, when can I, I expect to. that first check? <laughs> it's in the mail. Okay. Oh, that's funny. I'll man. be looking for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know. Like, oh yeah, the she was getting fisted by the chick it was such an uncomfortable scene yeah, man. oh Just yeah that was like, strange he was like in cleveland ohio or whatever like they relegated him <laughs> uh, yeah i'm looking uh that that new season of that just came out or they did the whole season come out or are they doing those one at a time i, I believe so I, I i haven't uh we just got back in from tampa so i think it released either this past weekend or released the weekend before last yeah. i think I've seen a lot of buzz about it on online. I don't know if it's just ramping up and it's getting ready to come out or if it's come out and everybody's seeing it. So, yeah, I was trying to, I try to catch the things right when it come out. We just watched Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Um, How was it? It was pretty sick. If you like tight movies, That's you'll like it. Saying. That's what everybody is. Everybody's saying is so fucking like I used to shit on Tom. There was a couple actors that I I'm used to shit on. I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy. I agree with you. Tom Cruise was one of them. And then uh, the other one was Keanu Reeves. Come around to Keanu Reeves ever since John Wick. Um, and The Replacements is such a phenomenal oh movie. It was like, God. it was one of those glaring spots where, like, don't you said you don't like Keanu Reeves? I'm like, yeah, this is The Replacements. <laughs> I said, it, it's, I love that movie. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like a hall pass type of thing. He's like, yeah, you get, a, you get a pass for this one. Right. But it's like seeing that and then seeing John Wick, I'm like, fuck, dude, I like this guy. And it was the same thing. Leonardo was another one. Leonardo DiCaprio, I fucking absolutely hated when I was younger because I was forced in the 10th grade to watch that bullshit Romeo and Juliet where oh it was a modern God. day. <laughs> With the, who's the girl on that? Uh, 
I forget. I don't know, but I hope but... her career is ruined. I, that's just <laughs> BB and pessimist. I'm just talking shit. I don't hope her career is ruined. She's probably flourishing now at this point. But they're sitting there talking and quoting Shakespeare, and they're pointing their guns sideways, and they're shooting. They're like throwing the bullets as I spit on my TV in front of me. They're throwing the bullets down the street at everybody else. And I'm just like, dude, I'm looking at all these girls that, you know, your 10th grade, 11th grade, whatever it is. And you're into chicks you're like, man, I, want, I wish she was into me like she's in this douchebag. And then I go and see a little movie uh, with him, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Matt Damon. And I'm fucking stalling here because I'm trying to remember this movie. Help me out here, Harold. The Departed, my friend. The Departed, thank you. If you would have gave me just the first letter, I always tell my wife because I'll never Google stuff. I'll let it fuck with me for a couple of days. But I was like, all right, it's been long enough. You Google it. Just give me the first letter. And usually... As she's saying the first letter of whatever I'm trying to guess, I was like, ah, ha, ha, the departed. Right. So, <laughs> but nonetheless, man, I see this movie and then FYE, this is a callback, ladies and gentlemen. So we're in an FYE in Washington state and we, that's all we would do. We would, cause she was still pregnant. So we would go and we would rent or we would take all the movies we had. We'd, we'd sell them to FYE and then we'd get cash or what is it called? Like store, uh, credit. store credit. Or credit, yeah. And we'd buy the movie. So it was like, I, we should just trade this shit. We shouldn't do this whole formal thing where you give me money because I'm just going to spend it here. So we'd get all these movies and she was, and she's from Massachusetts. So she's just like, you'll like this one. This one's really, really good. And I was like, ah, fuck. I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio, but I like Matt Damon, The Born Identity. Huge Marky Mark fan, man. I love him. I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's go. I watched that movie. That movie's long as shit. It's almost a three hour movie, is. man. It is. Scorsese, man. Well, I mean, you look at Goodfellas, rest in peace, Ray, Ray Liotta, one of my favorite movies of all time. It was a flip disc. You had part one, wow. part two. Right? I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. And, yeah, The Departed, or it might not have been a flip one, flip two. I believe it was. I think it was our side A, side B type of thing. It was the old school CD, or it might have been a two disc. But I remember I've got it probably somewhere on here. It came with a two disc or it was two movies on one. You just had to flip it over. I can't remember. Halfway through the movie, it'll tell you take out, flip over, whatever it is. Um, but uh, seeing The Departed and Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm like, dude, this, I watched this whole movie. And then, spoiler alert, Leonardo DiCaprio gets shot in the head as he's coming out of a fucking elevator at the end of the movie. And I'm like, I dude, shit. this did not just fucking happen. I, I'm, I'm literally, and my wife had to put her on. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I missed something. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I fucking missed something in this movie. I was like, there's something that I did not seek. We have to watch this again. And she's like, I'm not watching this again. I'm like, well, I'm going to watch this again. <laughs> so I watched it again. And I'm like, this is a fucking masterpiece. I was like, why did I even hate Leo? I can get past Romeo and Juliet now. Right. And the last actor was Nicolas Cage. And I still have, I still can't get past Nicolas Cage. The only one that I can do is it's like kind of, kind of like the replacements hall pass. It's the national treasure. I love that movie protecting the history you know all that shit but it's just like when he played con air right and he was he was up there fighting the guy when they're on the plane and he's like why couldn't you just put the bunny back in the box what are the stupidest <laughs> down the bunny one, yeah the stupidest fucking one-liners i look at this and i was like i hate this guy forever and i don't hate the guy I just like i can't i can't get into i can't root for him like if I like Face Off, so he really gets two. I he's probably better at Keanu at this point. But he, he Face Off was phenomenal too. But that's because John Travolta was a motherfucker in that movie. We're going all over the place, man. So I don't. No, I'm, I'm hoping you're enjoying you. this. I am following you. <laughs> I uh, man, I love The Departed. I loved. Uh, I loved. Um, um, Mark Wahlberg's character Diggum. He's just like would say oh. the craziest shit. He's like, uh, "How's Alec your mother?" Baldwin? great she's tired from fucking my father like that shit killed me every time i'm like this is too good but yeah oh, I, I love that movie great movie um uh i uh i with you though on the tom cruise thing though because like a bunch of my buddies are super into like mission impossible and i'm like those are all right like if you watch that first one brother it's dated i'm like they stole like a big floppy disk that had <laughs> all the uh, data on it and i'm just like man there's like a dot matrix printer in there i'm like shit how old is this movie <laughs> oh my god but um i like jack Reacher. that's what turned it around for me for tom jack cruise Reacher's i like a, i know a lot of people shit on that movie that's but. an all right one yeah i um but yeah it's like exceptions top gun was and then days of thunder i like that movie but i'm just not like super into that like the any of the shit that he's he's in for sure but but yeah man that's funny. africa's is really good do what 
I said, you, you said Maverick was really, really good. And every, every, I have not heard one yeah. person say one bad thing about it. Dude, it slapped. I've been, um, I like, uh, speaking of JK Simmons, freaking whiplash with Miles Teller. Like, Miles Teller is pretty, uh, he's one of those guys, like, I, you don't think about, I don't think about. But whenever I look at what he's been in, I'm like, man, he's not been in anything that I disliked. Like, everything that he's been in, I've liked, that I've watched. So Fantastic Four gets a bad rap. The first half of that movie was pretty good. The one he was in when That's they tried to saying. reboot it. The first half of it was good. And then you're, it's like you got up and you're like, all right, we got to pause. Somebody has to go pee. And they just replaced all of the good acting and all the good writing with <laughs> shitty acting and <laughs> shitty writing. That's what it felt like. It felt like an intermission. It was just, all right, man, we got to get the B crew in here now. And it's not a slight, like, I don't like shitting on people or shitting on things because I couldn't do anything that they do. But it's just me trying to be funny and trying to get some laughs, um, you know, blow up my ego a little bit. But it's just like, I like, like, I like it. It's the same thing. I loved him in War Dogs. I thought he was phenomenal yes. in War Dogs with Jonah Hill. And then uh, what was the other one I was trying to think of? Um shit he was in something really really good too that i absolutely loved i don't know why i'm blanking on it it'll come back to me in a little weeds kicking in um so but uh the yeah he's just a phenomenal actor he's he's one of those guys that lies under the radar like like a shia labeouf i love yeah. shia labeouf mm-hmm. i think he's a phenomenal actor yeah honey boy or peanut butter falcon that one wrecked me um Dude, I, don't, I don't know far. if you see that one but that one got me for sure yeah yeah, that was the one where the, the kid wanted to be a wrestler, right? Yeah. He had uh, Downson. Yeah. 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 That was a rough one. And when he got hit in the spoiler, when he got hit in the back of the head with, with a batter or two by four, yeah. wherever it was, I fucking fought. Like I looked at my wife and she looked at me and we both locked eyes and we were both crying. And it was like, fuck, man, it's not just me. I'm not just a pussy. She's crying too. So this <laughs> must mean something. I'm validated. I can't speak yes. to that, man. I'm the crier out of the two of us. My wife will look over to make sure I'm okay because I'll be crying. And then she'll just be like, bro, are you crying again? Damn. Does she ever? So I got a, I got a funny story I want, I want to tell you real quick. Uh, does she ever look at you first? I want to ask a question, but does she ever look at you? Because my wife does this all the time. She gives you that I can't believe I let you fuck me look. She's just like, <laughs> disappointed, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure, so, yeah, I'm sure I've done some shit where she's just like, what the fuck was I thinking with this guy? <laughs> it, it, it always comes around, especially when we're watching, like, my son and I will go, uh, we'll go see movies. I was like, that's my favorite thing to do, uh, is go watch movies with him. Like, we'll go to, like, the movie theater is going to, like, Walt Disney, or Disney World, excuse me, going to Disney World, going to Universal Studios, or going to the, I don't know, the fucking prom or some bullshit like that. Um, that, that, that's my thing to do. And, and we enjoy it together. So we'll go and we'll see movies. We'll point, we'll point out shit. Like, I want to see this one. I want to see this one. I want to see this one and getting to, to experience movies or see something through his eyes. Cause we'll talk about the movie as soon as it's done. I'm like, what did you think? And I was like, I thought this, and then he'll give me her, his perspective. I'm like, dude, fuck. How are, how are you 12, 10 years old? However, however old you were at the time I was, I was taking you to these movies. It's like, dude, you're really smart. And he was like, did you think I was dumb? I was like, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I think you're a little dumb. I was like, you do some stupid shit. I did some stupid shit. My parents thought I was dumb. So it's a normal, you know, it's not a misconception, buddy. It's a normal thought that goes through every parent's head at least once, sometimes twice with you. Um, but yeah, so he was, we were watching, <laughs> we were watching into the spider verse and this is right after Stanley died. Right. So <clears throat> huge comic book fan. I've been a little, little fan of comic books since I was like six years old, man, just getting to read these things, going to the flea markets. My grandfather handed me a $20 bill. Go find something to make you happy get a bag of comic books covers are all ripped off they smell like smoke they smell like like so it was just seeing that shit and seeing all of this stuff grow and progress right so been a fan i knew who stanley was i saw him in every marvel movie like every other kid did and watching into the spider verse and that scene and i can't remember how it's how it goes but it's it's miles bumping into Stan Lee, right? And it's him talking about growing into a mask. He's like, oh man, you'll grow into it eventually. It'll fit eventually. Meaning you'll grow into being the superhero. And I'm just like, oh, fuck my heart, right? So I, I start tearing up. And then my son, my son does a double take. And I think this might've been the first time he saw me cry. So he looks over, he's like, dad, are you crying? I was like, shut up. You're going to get this kicked out. And he's like, dude, you're crying. You got tears in your eyes. I'm like, dude, watch the movie, not me. I was like, you're going to get us kicked out. Shh, shh, shh. 
nobody else was in the fucking theater. Right. So he, I was like, just go back to watching the movie. So we get home, we walk in the door and my wife's like, how's how the movie going? I was like, Oh, it was really great. And before I could say it was really great all the way through dad cried at the movie. And I was like, dude, wow. shut the fuck up. Man. The disrespect. Why are you throwing me under the bus in front? Yeah. Why are you throwing me under the bus in front of your mother? She's supposed to think I can protect her. Now she's not going to, cause I'm crying at a fucking animated movie with you. He's like, I didn't cry. You cried. I was like, Shut up with the semantics, Hayden. Go to your room. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, these kids, like, have a understanding that you're not ready for. Like, my nephew, the stuff that he says and that he, like, understands, I'm like, that's insane. And I always, always remember when I was a kid, I used to hate that shit. Like, my, um, my mom's. Uh, friends or whatever being like i remember when you were this big i changed your diaper and i always be like all right whatever as a kid but then yeah like i was there i lived with my brother and my sister-in-law whenever she was pregnant with my nephew and i'm like dude you text me now i was like i remember when you're in your mom's belly that's crazy and he's just like okay like <laughs> what the fuck dude but <laughs> it's just funny like the how the roles change you know i, I was like would think that when I was a kid, like whatever, dude. And then now I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy. Like I remember when you were born, bro. Like it just it just hits different for sure. And I think in in a lot of ways, you think that they're still that age or like that they don't know stuff. And then whenever you realize that's not how it is, you're like, oh fuck, man, that's crazy. Like he knows more than what I gave him credit for. Well, just seeing how his brain works, like we'll watch the same exact scene. But he's, I, I, I liken it to like having blinders on, right? If you ever seen a horse and horses terrify the fuck out of me, they're way too big. They're way too strong. And they crippled Superman. Be careful, right? So they're, horses, their mouths are too far away from their eyes too. Yes. It's creepy as shit. And they don't know when they bite you until they've already bitten you. Well, at least that's what I was told. I mean, I'm pretty sure this horse was just an asshole. I don't like horses. Like I said, they're just terrifying animals. But if you look at them, they've whenever they're racing or whenever they're riding, you know, my 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 uh, sister in law, she has horses, so she has to put the blinder things on them, so he's only seeing, right? So you see the kids seeing it just from like the blinder. Some kids have got that widened horizon, that wide screw, wide screen viewing, if you will. Um, you know, they could see some shit, but like him, he was very focused on the, like one specific point, whether it's like how a character acted, like he was picking up like his body language, right? I was taking it in his body language, how he was saying it, what he was saying, who he was saying it to, what happened before, what happened before. Like, so you're seeing the entire picture, but he's only picking one specific aspect of this. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, why, why'd you point that one? I was like, oh, I felt like that before. Or I've, I know what that's like. I know, you know, what he's going through i'm like dude i forgot kids go through shit too kids have a hard life man and they're going through the same shit we're going through but they don't have the emotional i guess i don't want to say connection but they don't have they don't have the words i guess the words i'm still trying to find the experience to really navigate what they're going exactly they don't have perspective that's a better word that i was trying to think of they don't have the perspective of oh i've had my heart broken what do i do here oh somebody's died what do i do here i gotta put it down a dog i lost my job like all of this shit i got an f you know i failed my karate my oh shit i failed my karate uh my, my karate stance or my karate technique or form i don't get the stripe i don't get the belt right so it's it's crazy to know they're going through some shit just like we are. It's just at a different level and they're seeing it from a different perspective. Fucking wild, man. Yeah. Well, and then at that age, man, it's just like everything's the end of the world. <laughs> like at the yeah. thing that you're doing at that time is like the most important thing you've ever done. So it's like if you don't make the football mm -hmm. team, it's just like crushing. You know what I mean? And it's just like funny to see him now and how he interacts and the things that are important to him and the things that he takes stock in. I'm just like, man, like I remember doing that at that age and it's just it's, it's it's crazy to experience life as a human being on this planet and like you think that when things happen a lot of times you think this has never happened to anyone ever in the history of the world. Yeah. But you know, you just forget how universal these experiences are and that like people are going through it just like you are, man, like I don't know, it's wild to think about for sure. What's he into now? Like what so 
we like to go and see the movies. Like I said, what do you two like to do? Is it like he likes sports? You like sports? What do you guys connect over? Yeah, he um he's a big sports kid right now for sure. He's a a, a wrestling. So like I go to his mm-hmm. uh, his matches whenever um they got, a lot of them got canceled because of COVID recently, but. Um, he's got a couple wrestling camps coming up, so he's gonna go to those, and then he'll start having some more matches when the school year runs uh, gets around. So, I'll go check that out. Um, he's always loved like the basketball, so uh, I took him. We have a the Thunder here is our basketball team, so take him to Thunder game. You know, whenever we get a chance, like yeah, <laughs> the uh, Magic. Oh, Magic, dude. Okay, put a pin in this. We gotta talk about this in a minute, but. Um, this magic moment that uh, um, thirty for thirty. We gotta talk about that in a second, but um, but yeah, man, he's super into like sports just in general, and then like randomly fishing. <laughs> like it's funny. We, he actually lives in the same neighborhood as me, like right up a, uh, right up the block, and so um, he's been really into that. And my wife loves fishing, so I'm like, that's funny. That's like something y'all could connect on. Like that's so random. <laughs> But he's just he's a real real well rounded kid and like real empathetic and like is just I don't know he's just a sweet kid and I'm just like real proud of you know you see where they're going and I'm just like man like he's gonna be a good one. That's cool, man. And just be careful because he's gonna hit that point where he thinks he's gonna fuck up everybody and you're gonna be the top person on his list. He's gonna shoot for a double leg and you're not gonna know what's gonna happen. So <laughs> I'd start eating your Dude, Wheaties and start lifting weights. He's already taller than me, and I'm like, Ugh. like I cannot have and those this. wrestlers are Different strength, man. I made the mistake of saying you want to wrestle. Oh, dude, it's amazing what somebody like. So I said I'm a big guy. I'm six foot two. So in high school, I was the same height I am now. I thought I was going to be a professional basketball player, right? I was like, oh man, I got at least another six to eight inches because my dad's six four, my older brother is six six. I was like, I'm going to get some height, right? I'm going to play basketball. It might just make it to college. Then I found out I suck compared to like what pros are. I played against Austin Rivers. I don't know. Oh wow, yeah, Doc Rivers. Yeah, so he played in uh, my summer league, and I remember just watching it. I'm like, dude, I know for sure he's going pro, and I know for sure I'll never go pro. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I just looked at him like, fuck, man, this sucks. This like over, dream over. And like he was probably one of the most phenomenal players I've ever seen and played against or seen play. And <clears throat> before he went pro, I'm just like, what, what? What the fuck is going like he's doing shit with his body that I could never do, right? So, like I said, six two at that time. I had a friend that was a wrestler, right? He'd been wrestling since he was in sixth grade or fifth grade, whatever it was, before I met him, right? So he'd wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. We're in 10th grade, right? I was like, man, wrestlers are pussies. He's like, What'd you say? I was like, wrestlers are pussies. You guys can't do shit. He's like, I bet you I can take you down. And he was a small guy. I was like, I bet you you can't. So he's like, I'll let you go first. So I go over and I'm just playing with him because I wasn't taking it serious. I was just you know shooting the shit. He took it very serious. So I was like, ha, 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 ha. And then he grabbed me. And I was like, oh. And he grabbed me real tight. And he just grabbed me around the hips. And he just lifted up. And like I said, I'm probably four or five inches you know, taller than him. And I was a solid 60 to 70 pounds heavier than him because I was just a fat kid. So he picks me up and I'm like, oh. Like he dad me, bro. He picked me up and I was like a little kid in his arms. I was like, okay, like you can put me down. Cause this is, I was like, you can, you're, you're embarrassing me now. There's ladies here that I will never get, but put me down, please. So he's like, say pretty, please. And I'll put you down. I was like, I fucking hate you. Pretty, please put me down. And he put me down, <laughs> but just those wrestlers, man, Dude, they're they, fucking mentally. I will not tough. I will not ever mess with a wrestler. That's why I always tell people like, um, I saw a meme that was like a uh, watching when you're at a bar and it's like watching the guy uh, pick a fight with the guy at the bar that has cauliflower ears. You're like, watch what's gonna happen here. That is a visual cue to not fuck with that guy. First of all, like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's your well, first cue. Yeah, you're like, okay, that is not that guy is not to be messed with for sure. Oh, okay. Oh. That thirty for thirty. Did you watch? Do you watch many of those, or have you watched those? I've seen the Ric Flair one for sure. Uh, Nature there's Boy, been a couple that lines. one's good. Dude, um, that one made me cry. That, yeah. that one was oh, tough. Man, it, it, there's an XFL dream. one you should check out too. If you, I know you're a wrestling guy. Um, there's one yeah. about the XFL, but that the one that is about the magic is called this magic moment. Dude, they should. I might have seen. 
Yeah, it was. It's about the Orlando Magic when they got Shaq and they had Penny Hardaway. Man, they should have won a championship. Was Was this the one where where Shaq was talking about? Because I, I listened to his podcast. Like uh, when it comes to favorite basketball players, Tracy McGrady, T Mac, favorite player wow, of all time. Yeah. Man. And it's like a three-way tie, even though I say he's my favorite player of all time. Dirk Nowinski is who I modeled my game after. I wore number 41 because of Dirk Nowinski. And then Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal without Shaq and the Shaq attack. And I've got my little Shaq pop over here somewhere. But without the Shaq attack, man, I don't get into the NBA. Or I don't get into basketball. I don't get into sports. I don't None of that because that's all I watch is just basketball. I don't give a shit about anything else. I watch fighting every once in a while. I go and watch my kids' karate events because he does sparring and shit, point fighting. So I love doing that stuff. But like extracurricular activities, turning something on, fuck it. NBA is where it's at. But I remember being with my dad uh, like four or five, maybe six years old at the very oldest. And I remember him flipping channels and it had either just happened or it was a replay of something that happened previous. It was, I believe the first time Shaq ever brought down the rim and he was oh, doing in this, the, the, not the Brooklyn Nets, excuse me, the New Jersey Nets at the time. And he broke the backboard. And I remember looking at this and going, we are not the same. <laughs> Obviously big and I'm little, but I, I looked at him and I was like, he is a fucking superhero. And he's got Superman tattooed on his arm. He's a fucking superhero, right? I'm already balls deep into comic books and cartoons and shit like that. And this guy is a live action, real person superhero. And I'm like, whatever the fuck this is, I want to continue watching it. And I have watched it. I've played it religiously since I was six years old. I don't play competitively anymore because I'm so afraid of breaking something, Oof. being out of work. And then when you own a house and you got two kids and you get a wife and shit and you got to pay for stuff and you guys like to go do stuff and you like to eat more than, you know, more importantly, you like to eat and survive. Uh, you very guarded about what you do with your body for right. physical activities. But I fucking played this and I watched this. And if it wasn't for Shaq, I don't get into it. And if it's not for Tracy McGrady and Dirk Nowinski, I don't try to play it in high school. It was such a fucking fascinating time to be an NBA fan. So I think, uh, I think going back to your question, if it's the one where Shaq is talking about how he played with Penny and blue chips when he was shooting the movie and he went back and said, we want this guy. And they go and drafted Chris Weber. And then it goes, Shaq, I was pissed. If it's that same one, and, the, and then he references how Shaq got to the magic when David Stern goes and says, do you want to go somewhere hot or somewhere cold? And he goes somewhere hot, and he gets drafted to Orlando. Uh, if it's that 30 for 30, then absolutely I've seen it. But I just don't know if that's the one I saw or if I saw something no, else. I think it is because they were a an expansion team, the magic were. And so I do think that's what it was. Um, but, yeah, that's one of my. that's probably my, if not my favorite, 30 for 30 for sure. Um, also shout out to the Texas guys. You're talking about freaking T-Mac and the, and the Rockets. That was, he was iconic to the Rockets for me. And then, uh, Did, Dirk and the, with the remember? Mavericks. The Mavericks were like the big team for us before we got the Thunder. Um, cause Dallas isn't far yeah. from us. Did, do you remember, fuck for the life of me. I can't remember. I think he scored 21 points, in like 45 seconds, whatever it was when Tracy came back with Houston. You remember that game? Yes. So <clears throat> I have a buddy, Alex. I haven't talked to him in a long time. So I don't even know if we're friends anymore. Um, but he has a younger brother named Danny. And we were, ball, like I said, balls deep into basketball. Like I, I legitimately, Monday nights is generally when they play. It's going to sound very sad. Monday nights is like uh, Florida for so uh, usual station back then for the channel was UPN. Right. So that was the channel that the, all the magic games played on. And then you had TNT games, you had ABC games on the weekends, and then you had ESPN games, you know, during the week. Um, and then I was, I had the, the, the cable that we had, we got the tri-state channel, which WGN. So you got Chicago, you got Minnesota and or Chicago, Milwaukee. And I can't remember, I think it was Indiana was the other three teams. So during the height of the season and the height of me watching, like I like 12 to 13 is when I went balls deep into this shit. So I'm literally flipping channels back and forth from UPN to ESPN to TNT, WGN, watching all of these teams. And then we're going in and we're watching this shit. And then you're seeing like all of this shit go on. So that the deeper I got, so we're watching this. So all of us are super pumped, super hooked into this shit. 
and then we recorded everything on VHS. This is before we had TiVo and shit. So we recorded everything on VHS. And my buddy Alex goes and records that Houston game. And his, his little brother Danny comes in. And Alex goes, I bet you 20 bucks he hits this next shot. And he's like, all right, I'll take it. Because he had already watched the game. He, yeah. was re- he recorded yeah. it. So he's rewinding it. So he's like, oh, man, fuck. He's like, nah, man, keep your money. He's like, let's make this fun. Oh Double or nothing. Like, okay. <laughs> so he kept going. I think he got up to like 80 bucks wow. or some shit. Like he's like, I bet you he's the game winner. I bet you they come back. And then Danny's like, no, he's not. It's not going to happen. And then of course, T-Mac comes back, wins the game and Danny. And then I think it was a couple weeks later where Danny was back there. He was looking for a tape. He put something in or he hit record. He's like this mother fucker. <laughs> Dude, don't get gutted. You, you need to be on your toes. That's his own fault for getting yeah. gutted. Yeah, man. Well, he was like nine, ten years old, somewhere around there. That's so funny. his older brother got him. Isn't he definitely pulled the older brother. <laughs> yeah, man, that's funny. Julian, brother, I appreciate your time, man. Wrapping up, I just, uh, I really uh, enjoyed talking to you. I want to have you on again for sure. And um, for people to check out your show and keep up with what you got going on, man, um, tell them where they can find you. You can find me at In My Head Pod across all social media platforms. What's My Head Podcast on YouTube and search What's In My Head Podcast for all audio platforms. Wherever you can get them, we got them up there, man. Hell yeah, brother. And he's got a lot of great episodes, backlogs, so you guys go check those out. I, I mean, I guarantee he's talked to someone um, that has touched or worked on something that you were into growing up for sure. Um, so, yeah, super stoked to have you on, man. Um as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. It's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Peace.